Yo, what's up? Welcome back to a Cool Thought Podcast. How y'all doing out there? I'm personally feeling good, you know what I'm saying? I'm out here, you know, trying to get like you, you know what I'm saying? I see you out here doing the things you doing, you know what I'm saying? You out here killing them, feeling real good. When the funeral, when the wake, you know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to, trying to see the body, bro. I'm trying to level up, get like you, because you got it. I'm trying to get it, you feel me? You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm just trying to figure out the mathematics. Do I carry the one? What I got to do? Shouts out to uh, Beyonce, by the way. Came out today. Drop Bay Cella. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's, um, it's, it's amazing. I saw, I got a taste of it this morning because my girl woke me up to the album version of it. Uh, it is it's the drums kicking. The, the whole shit's cold. It low-key should have been a holiday. So, shouts out to everybody who is at work with a Netflix open on the low at their desk. All right? Remember, this Wednesday is completely different for Beyonce. She does not have an, a boss coming to check if she's watching it. So, don't lose your job over Bay. All right? Um... Today, I am not here by myself. I know it's like due time for a solo. You know, I just speak to you personally, give you some of my personal thoughts. But I have another ill black woman in the room. You know what I'm saying? Another ill queen. Another, you know, Duchess Adilla in this <laughs> motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Helen from the land of Bowling Brook. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? MS Anna in the building. Hey. So is it like Beyonce? Is it just one word? Anna, do I just call you yo and the last name? You know what I'm saying? Wilder. You feel me? I'm a first last kind of girl. First so last, first right. First last. Okay. I, I like my my full title. I'm Smooth. On a, I'm on a mononym or whatever. Madonna, all <laughs> of that. Madonna, Madonna. Okay. Anna Wilder, definitively. Smooth, smooth. Because you are a... Uh, um, uh, professional of all types all like, types of things <laughs> right you know what i'm saying because you are okay. so I, like i was telling you before we hopped on i was doing research before i asked you to come on mm-hmm. and stuff because i wanted to know that i had something to talk about oh yeah you got stuff to talk about got gotta put the show together <laughs> Funny. and so um you what i brought you here today is to try to understand you are still in your 20s i just made my 30s 20. and stuff. Yeah. 20s becoming what you are right now, which is an amazing entrepreneur, Aww. is weird as fuck. <laughs> Going from graduating, which I already applaud you because I did not get that far. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was like, stages, caps and gowns, I don't really know. But you finished through, you came up out of there. Columbia, you- undergrad, Columbia. I want y'all to know that the way Columbia is set up, that there are people who graduated Columbia and are called alumni, and there's people who did not graduate <laughs> yes. Columbia yes. that are called alumni. Yes. She's a graduating <laughs> alumni. I actually graduated. I'm a, I've been there, alumni. <laughs> All right. I know people <laughs> that are honorary alumni. <laughs> but low-key, still very successful people. Yeah, it's just the creative energy there and here. And then like a lot of people that go to Columbia specifically, you either finish all the way or you just take off doing something else. Yeah. It's, and I think I feel like that's kind of respectable and honorable as long as you go in that, if you go full force in that direction, do it. You don't have to have a degree. <laughs> like, you don't have to. Right. I just like stuff like that. Hell yeah. <laughs> that's you know? my path. So. 
right, borrowing money on your future. Yeah. <laughs> so you, but you have been able to do it. Um, when you first left college, mm-hmm. what was the first thing you jumped so, out and did? After I graduated, um, I explored. I tried to get. I tried to get a job. Tried to get a job for maybe. Mm, five months, six months, I finally got a corporate job downtown at the AMA Plaza, right next to the river, right next to Trump Tower. <laughs> um, uh, worked there for a little bit and just like, but because I was applying and wasn't getting anything, I was like, well, fuck it, uh, let me start applying to grad school just in case this doesn't, like, I, nothing like latches on soon. Like, I can't just be out here, you know, just doing freelance because that, that's what I was doing. Pretty much all through college up until I got a job even when I got the job like I always do my own thing like I you know you're if you're a creative you know you can't just do one thing like I just don't understand people that get corporate jobs and then like design and creative jobs and that's the only thing they do like that is absurd like I don't know <laughs> what you're I don't find you to be a true creative or artist or whatever it is you call yourself but yeah uh, applied to grad school in the interim got a job got accepted like a month after I got the job and then I was like well, fuck. Um, now you got to do both. Yeah, and it was an e-learning program, so it wasn't like I had to go anywhere or, you know, be on a campus or anything like that. So I had kind of the freedom, the liberty. Um, and at that time, like, I accepted I accepted um, that offer because I got, like, scholarships and stuff, too. So I accepted that offer, did full-time for a little bit, but I postponed um, my start date. Um, mm. That was, like, a December. I postponed my start date for the summer because I wanted to earn some money for a little bit, work a little bit, kind of get adjusted rather than do two big things at once. Right. Um, did that for a little bit. Uh, started the grad school program and that, like, while working full-time, and that uh-huh. was just a struggle. Like, I cried. Like, it was just so much to manage. I was tired all the time. I didn't have time for absolutely anything. Personal stuff. Right. My own creative, like, stuff that I wanted to do. Like, just small little freelance projects. I had no time for any of that. It was just, like, work. Uh, I would wake up at the ass crack of dawn because I lived <laughs> in the suburbs to get downtown, like, 5.45, and I would catch a bus at, like, 6.15, get to work by 7.15, 7.30, Leave at like three forty five. Be on um, traffic were, for like an hour or two. You were basically living the traditional post college <laughs> life. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And like, doing grad school. <laughs> like, I, and honestly, both. that's that's not even non traditional in a sense because no. there's so many people who are like hedging their bets on a college degree that you know you are once you leave undergrad you have to work because. Yes. To you to live just, unless unless you're going back home with your parents, which they don't want you there. I was living with my parents, and I was still like it was still a struggle. Like you still got to eat. You still got to make some I money. Live with my parents, honestly, because I didn't live on campus in Columbia. Like I didn't. I actually didn't live. I didn't move out of my parents' house until I decided until after I ended up quitting that job and right before I graduated that e-learning program, I right. moved to Florida um, to work with a startup company. <laughs> like, right. Uh, but yeah, like. I was starting to do both. It was so stressful. Like, I decided, like, in that July, I'm like, I can't do both, but I want to do grad school. This is way, this is honestly way more important. Because the program I was doing was a master's degree in design management. Like, I could be creative director. I could uh, create, organize, like, creative organizations. I can create creative workflow. Like, so many things, like, I love to do mentally and strategically. Uh, and, sh- like, just using my brain more than just my hands because that's very important to me straight to actually up. be able to use my brain i'm not just a producer of art or design or print or whatever like i have a fully functioning brain that right. is bigger than 
honestly than what my hands can create. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm I'm, com- I'm completely with that. Like, just just doing just producing is cool. Producing is good, mm-hmm. but like you said, just one of my I consider one of my gifts, and I have not been able to figure out how to capitalize it. On my capitalize on it myself. I help people do this, so tell me. (laughs) I am. uh, I'm good at. Let's say you have an idea, you have a dream, you have something you want to do. I am good at taking your big picture and making it small. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Giving you steps. I take people's small picture and amplify, make it big. Right. So <laughs> I, I like to consider myself the uh, Rick Rubin of dreams. Mm-hmm. And so I've seen the interview with Rick Rubin. When he comes in to a project, like when he worked with Kanye, and I think this is an interview about Kanye. He goes in, Kanye got all of these instruments. He goes in and be like, yo, check that out. He just figured out a way to... Right. Yeah. Make it work. Because so many people, they'll have big dreams, big goals and stuff but they don't understand the abc steps Mm, and so i am really good at understanding how do you get from point a to point z that is overall just a management skill yeah that is a management organization skill Mm -hmm. um and i I identify with those skills because those are things i implement those are things i learn do that is a you're like a you're almost a I wouldn't even say just a creative management, but that is a form of, that is a strong form of management uh, to connect dots and make any kind of clear a path for people. Mm-hmm. That's a form of management. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm like not a form of like A&R too. I, man, that would be crazy. Cause I haven't done it professionally. Most of the time I've done it for friends and family or uh, people I've met at school. Mm-hmm. And so some of those people have went on to be successful yeah. following certain tidbits that I've given them. I cannot, I'm not going to take credit for anybody's success, mm-hmm. but there are people who are doing very yeah. well, that's doing a form good. That's consulting too, by the way. That, Is it? That's, that's a form, that's consult. If you wanted to call it something and be able to be like, well, I describe myself as this. Consulting right. and management. That's Those are like business or strategic consulting um, for, I don't know if it's just for businesses or music or whatever, but that's a form of consulting and right. management. So, that's smooth. That's smooth. And see, I like that because so what my podcast does, right? What mm-hmm. my my podcast is about is I'm sharing this with people everywhere. So yeah. Apple, mm-hmm. Spotify, all of that. It's but I, <laughs> listen, okay. it low key is. But before I go on that tangent, okay. this is so much more for myself. Because mm-hmm. I want to sit down with people. I'm a conversationalist. Mm-hmm. This is how I learn. <laughs> this is how I build. This is how I flesh right. out ideas, feelings, emotions, all of that shit is talking to people. So giving myself the opportunity to sit down and speak to people who is on their own path and taking up gems from them mm-hmm. to help me get to my path. Because my 20s. You sound like Crown Talk. Oh my God. <laughs> Listen, and I, that's why I love that idea. And we're going to get there and we're going to talk about Crown Talk. Crown Talk was for myself, <laughs> for learning. There was so many information gaps in yeah. that I was experiencing running my business and being entrepreneurial. Um, and I'm just like, yo, you got info. You got info. I can learn information from these white dudes who do things really well that, right. you know, through osmosis and just watching and that, you know, not a lot of black people or women of color are around like they got they they got the mathematics like they got man it. Like, straight up if you just if you're close enough to certain people who have the mathematics like 
you can get them formulas and you can readjust and apply them to yourself and that's uh-huh. really what honestly what mostly what crown talk came from right and same thing with a cool thought because i and and it's at the same time that you're graduating columbia um and going into your uh graduate and everything mm-hmm. i was this is what my thing was like i had a really small circle mm-hmm. personally and so what I had as a natural talent, a natural gift, wasn't really built on well because I wasn't expanding my circle mm-hmm. and stuff like that, right? I wasn't bringing in these yeah. new people and learning those new things because from where I come from, having a smaller circle was safer. Yes. Physically, yes. you know, safer physically. And so um, that's something that I've learned as I've gotten older and it, and opened my circle. So many people I knew yes. who are very successful now doing their things that <clears throat> I used to know did not keep up those relationships. And so with a Cool Thought Podcast, it's my uh, second time around mm, okay. developing relationships with yeah, people. I can see that. And and that's honestly, though, what you're discovering is I'm not I'm not saying this to change you is what I discovered early on, like mm-hmm. to just learn and be around different people i've done this since i was little like Mm -hmm. i'm always friends with the weird little kids or the quiet kids or the emo kids or the little real hood kids like just being able to pick up from people yeah from people not necessarily and don't get me wrong like i went through phases where i was like who am i in amongst all this like right um but uh but yeah like having been around a variety of groups and Mm -hmm. different ways people with different experiences and different ways of thinking, you start to see the world differently. You start to move your pieces on, you know, the chess board different too. Um, but yeah, like I just I learned through just experience. I love mm. a shitload of documentaries about whatever the fuck. Like I can use this information later. Like Hell yeah. I'm like an information database person. I just collect yeah. and collect. I'm like I can use this later. Like I'm an encyclopedia. Like I can use this later. Hell yeah. I can I I'll like on my own Wikipedia and I'll just like Google in my own brain like. What a, I'll have like random facts and stuff or like random conversations I have with people. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, just all that stuff like just really helps you expand. And I'm I'm a big proponent of expansion and like exactly. how do we go up? Like how do exactly. we open our crowns? Like how do we like take it all in? There's so much to take in, so much to use. There's so many things out there. Like you just gotta grab it. You gotta and something be tenacious. I've seen you do well. Um because because of social media like we so i met anna in the college days right when i was getting into college right basically you know <laughs> at the parties oh. and stuff like that um what all it the leaders joined so sort of oh listen the any odd days of my life was like <laughs> one of the best moments it's definitely top three me too and i met anna right in that so space fun. of my life and so because of social media even though i haven't been speaking mm-hmm. to you so much yeah i've you know quasi kept up with you yeah that, that's what we all doing right all keeping up one thing that i've seen you do well which is something all social butterflies need to learn because i am i can walk in any room what am i doing right <laughs> i don't be knowing <laughs> so this is my assumption then okay is easy to you, you easily meet new people. You easily, uh, you know, people are attracted to you. You attract other people. Very magnetic. 
the maintenance of those relationships is where it becomes valuable. Yeah. yeah. You know, because meeting people is awesome. But if you don't make that relationship tangible and long lasting, it doesn't have to be super interpersonal. Yes. But just doing the work. I'm a keep in touch kind of girl. And that <laughs> makes a break. I'm a keep in so touch kind much. of girl. I definitely hit people up out of nowhere too. Yeah. Like I just reach out. Like, you know, I don't, I'm, and I'm also one of those people, like if you met me in this like space, I'll probably be different later, but I'll be the same, you know, at me at the core. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I haven't ever been like a tainted soul or spirit or whatever. Like, so if you met me then, like I'm going to act like I saw you yesterday. Like, right. And even for new people I meet, like, just, I don't know, I meet people at Target, like, and I keep up with them. Like, yeah. I just, yeah. You're like super it. huggable. <laughs> That's what it is. Like, don't very do welcoming. Don't hug me, though, because I'm not. <laughs> what? I, I am. You know what I'm saying? I, like, I'm not a touchy feely person, but I'm a very, you know, I'm an intimate Welcoming person. one. Yeah, person. I'm very welcoming. Uh, I like to be open. I'm not judgmental. As long as you're not like a murderer, status, you know, rapist, whatever the fuck. Like, right. I'm a very open person. I'm very welcoming. Um, I'm very inviting. I like to make people feel like they can be themselves. They can be, you know, they can be fully themselves. Whether that's someone I met like on the street randomly. Right. Or, um, uh, you know, an actual close friend or something like that or a family member. I just want people to be fully themselves because... I see the value in being fully yourself. Um, you know, we, we, we experience way too much judgment and and it kind of caps, you know, our progress and our elevation. Like when people, because I, I used to struggle with being misunderstood and because I struggled with being misunderstood, I made sure people that came towards me felt like they could be understood. They could feel open to be themselves, say the things that they were thinking or mm -hmm. the wildest thoughts they had or whatever, because exploring those things when you don't have people around to explore those things those conversations those thoughts you know you can either suppress repress or implode or explode whatever however it manifests negatively um but you also feel less like yourself and i just want people yeah. to be fully themselves like do your thing when you are when you have a close relationship with feeling uncomfortable you tend to know how to make other people feel comfortable yes yes that that's exactly what i experienced um and it's because like I had a lot of, and it started really early on too. I think you know when you reach middle school, you start to really see. The, Are you 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 mixed, aren't you? Mm -hmm. My, yeah. yeah, and that really <laughs> that's the root of a lot of it. Yeah, like feeling misunderstood. And so I am as well. Yeah, not Definitely. feeling like, and that's what I meant. Like hanging out all these variety of groups, and it's like, well, where do I fit in with all these? Yeah, people? I I feel like anybody who grows up mixed mm -hmm. has. An identity. You crisis have an identity crisis at issue. some point. Yes, and stuff. I think I, I definitely experienced that when actually it really that really the identity crisis started in like as early as Third, uh, kindergarten not kindergarten for okay because you get into the world and you start like where I'm from in Bolingbrook you know we got brown kids Mexican kids white kids black kids mm -hmm. you know you have everybody and um and when you start to actually like be around kids and I'm like oh I have a crush on this boy and this boy like it would be like a Mexican boy or white boy and like and they're just like totally not even like paying you any mind I'm like well what's going on and you start to see like oh I'm not their type like I'm mm. like in kindergarten like, so let me ask you a question in kindergarten were, you were black to them yeah yes and uh, then maybe 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 I don't know okay. what I was to them um but you know in middle school I definitely was black or uh to non-blacks i was black 
Oh, or exotic. <laughs> exotic. But to black people, I wasn't black enough. To white people, you know, I, I definitely, I'm right. not white enough. Like, you're not white. Like, like, right. But the, the odd thing is, like, you know, I spent so much time, uh, like, I had a two-parent household, but right. my dad worked nights. So it was, like, my mom and my brother and me and then, like, my grandma, grandpa, uncle. All, you know, grandma, grandpa, uncle, mom, mm. white. And, you know, you get stares. Like, in second grade, I really started to, like, there was a situation in Walmart where, like, I'm walking with my mom. Me and my brother walking with my mom. And this little white girl is with her mom. And she's, like, we're they're standing. We're walking. And she's watching us the whole way. And I was, like, what is she staring at? And that's when I realized, like, I looked up at my mom. I looked at my brother. And I was, like, oh, shit. Like, right. <laughs> like, oh, we are not what they. Right. Know, exactly. You know, what they envision. I get it. And, but, yeah, stuff like that. Just, like, in that identity thing moved around. And, honestly, um. What became like my Achilles heel or my weakness really became my strength to be able to, you know, move in and out. It having that ability because and connect uh, with people. So I'm I'm black mm -hmm. and Hispanic, right? Mm -hmm. And so I grew up in Auburn, Gresham, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to 87th and Ashland, 9-0, you know what I'm saying? 80, 85th and Sealy, you know what I'm saying? So I grew up in this area, predominantly black, mm -hmm. right? Um I did not realize that I was Hispanic mm. until Elian Gonzalez ass Damn. floated his ass from Cuba and showed up in Florida. Damn. And then all of a sudden, all my classmates realized that I was different. Damn. And Did so, <laughs> man. I, that moment where, like, they realized you're not them. Yes, yes. And so uh, they all um, was calling me Puerto Rican. And stuff like that. And so I used to hate that shit. I used to hate that shit. I went home crying because I told my mom, tell them I'm not Puerto Rican. I'm black, right? No. But speaking to what you're saying, have being removed in that kind of way, um, having those identity crises, and, and tell me if it's the same for you, but you have a higher level of uh, being introspective. <laughs> you know turn in right yes. you, you you really spend a lot of time with yourself trying to understand yourself trying to figure out how do I work in this crowd and if you spend yes. so much of that time now right now yo this skill is so rare now because so many people are scared of interactions mm -hmm. because of social media the screens they like to do that in between yeah interact better between screens when people like us Yo, being able to be in a room with you and actually have a conversation mm -hmm. is crazy. You know who loves that the most? Mm. The, su the successful generation above us. Yeah. They'll pick you up in a heartbeat because you young, you're a millennial, but you're not fucking awkward. Yeah. yeah. And, that, and, that, and that's important too, is like to, because I've experienced <clears throat> other groups of people having these identity crises, like white kids, you know, white emo kids, they have those identity crises too. Mm -hmm. um, but being... Uh, but there's something different when you're of color having an identity crisis or being in and out of groups trying to figure out where you fit. Because white people, they have an anchor. Yeah, like you're, you're white. still white. Like, you, know you know what I'm saying? Like, you just, you're just sad right now. <laughs> right, you know what I'm saying? But, like, they, yeah, they, they definitely have the anchor. But, like, when we float with, like, Elyon, like, trying yeah. to, just trying to get to some solid ground and you get there and then you're, like, rejected, it's like... All right, well, let me figure out who I am. And I like, I went, I went through a lot of elementary school, uh, figuring out 
what I was. Mm. At one point in time in first grade, I said I, I just wanted to be white because it was easier. I, I knew it I went And I wanted grade. to be black. Yeah, I knew yep. in first grade it was easier to be white. Word. You know that says to, like, you know, like, I planted that seed early, like, yeah. and I'm not saying it's a good seed, but I planted it nonetheless. Like, it was going to be easier to be white. That understanding that it was easier to be white like, uh, I'm like, oh my God, the boys I like will like me. Like, um, my hair will be straight. I don't want to worry about getting perms anymore. Right, right, Like, all right. these things. Like, I was just like, it's just going to be easier. Like, I, I look like my mom. Like, perfect. I wanted to change my name to, like, fucking Sarah or some shit. Like, <laughs> uh, it was between Kiki and Sarah. It was Sarah first, and then I was like, Kiki's kind of cute. But that was that black side creeping <laughs> out. That was like, no, Sarah that was your ancestors. Like, oh, like, Kiki, that's cute. <laughs> but just having that understanding early, like, man, it's just going to be easier. Like, I was just so fed up in first grade. Like, fuck it. Like, let me just be white. Like, it's easier. Like, I don't not like being black. It was not that at all. Mm-hmm. It was just going to be easier. Like the day to day life, like yeah. school, uh, being with my mom in public, like yeah. these just wanted things. to be like everybody was yeah, around. Yeah, like and it was, it, it wasn't a rejection of blackness. It was like, okay, I just want what's easier. Yeah. And then like I'll going through a lot of that, and then like once you get like third, like fourth grade, after I like cross the curve of third grade, like fourth grade, fifth grade, I'm like, we all start like the groups are mingling more, mm-hmm. and we're like settling more into let, cultures. Let me pause you. I feel like I'm being rude because I keep looking at my phone. Awesome. I want to let you know my daughter's supposed to be getting picked up. Oh. So <laughs> I told you, like, I, not since He's because I normally don't. Dad. I normally don't record at home, so oh. I t- can ignore all of my responsibilities. Oh. So this is probably the first time that I'm recording at home oh. because the kids have spring oh. break. Shouts out to school. I, schools don't need breaks. Oh. Y'all don't. Y'all don't. I've Ooh. I've said this a couple podcasts ago. Y'all, they need to be in school right now so I could do adult shit. (laughs) All right? Oh, that's why they don't need breaks. Hell yeah. And I will pay pay more taxes for it. Tracks. My mom used to do half-track school. Yeah. It's kind of... Like, they didn't have those, you know, the three-month summer or whatever. Like, they just Mm kind of kept going a couple weeks while kind of kept going. Different now. I don't know if they do track school anywhere else. I don't think they ever did it on the south side of Chicago because I've never heard of that that sounds like some more. shit I've seen on my on an animated I watched that's how foreign it is <laughs> alright um, but yes yeah, so I just want to let you know I don't mean to be rude for keep yeah, looking down at my phone um, but I, I I definitely like the tangent that we were currently on because I feel like that is those moments in elementary school and in high school I feel like it what gives you the edge yeah. to in be high the person school is that when you I said, are. So elementary school is exploring, discovering like this difference. Middle school was like, okay, well, let me pick a new side. Like I wanted to be white for so long. Like let me be black. Like let that's me dope be because black. women like I, y'all mature so much faster. Like it wasn't until my late twenties that I decided. Uh, let me see what it's like being a Hispanic man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, let me yeah. see what it feels like because, and it's and it's weird because. I grew up around all black people, and so especially the black black women. Mm-hmm. I was I was just, I was the furthest thing from a black man as possible. Ooh, you different. <laughs> Ooh, I bet you my baby hair gonna be looking good. You know, all of that. I was all of that. Ow. I was I was a piece of meat, but um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A little little carne asada for oh these ladies. Oh my god. But <laughs> but. You know, having those moments, man, it I feel like it 
because being freelance and then being an entrepreneur, you have to be fearless when you walk into a room. You have to stand very strong. And like, yeah, all those identity things. And like, like I said, and it'll tie into like when I got into middle school, I'm like, well, let me just be black, quote unquote. Like, let me just fully capitalize and maximize on like having black friends. Like, um, let me uh, actually hang out with black kids a lot more. Like, because I, I had mixed, you know, I had a mixed group of kids, friends, whatever. I still do. I always did. But yeah. like, I just really kind of went more in that direction. Like, um, the look, the feel, the the apparel, the food, the this, the that. Like, I wasn't uh, over there cooning or anything like that. Right. Or like, you know, even gentrifying my experience. But I just was like, well, I'm, I'm half this. Let me just go that way. And then by the time I got to high school, I'm like, fuck it, man. Like, all right. Like, I'm culturally, ethnically, like, pretty black. Like, mm-hmm. and I happen to be white, too. And I'm like, I'm not ashamed of it, like, at, by any means. I've, I've never been ashamed to be half white like never um and some people the certain conversation i had it is there is a misconception that i do not like being white which mm-hmm. is not true i just i enjoy being black more <laughs> right <laughs> to be honest like um, i don't i don't i feel like the only people that really love being white are white people yeah. <laughs> to be honest but um yeah. that's but my see, opinion so my opinion and don't want to step on your toes yeah do your thing but i'm gonna say that it's easier for you to be black and i say this and let me know if i'm wrong because you have been inside of the white sphere i have only seen it from the outside um white being white is like vanilla ice cream you could just put whatever flavor on it and make it better i say that all the time right (laughs) i say that that specific it's super plain it's no real like culture culture and so having that black side and having that culture, it's like and easy I to kind of overtake. Being black more, like that's what I mean. I love being black more. Like, right. There's just way we're cooler. Like, and on top of that too, like I have a big black family. Like. Right. Eleven. So is your sister. dad like African black or American black? Black American. Okay. Yeah. But like from this from Alabama, from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Oh, plantation uh, black. Yeah, ten. He's <laughs> one of eleven kids. Like family <laughs> big man. Like I'm around them. Like I did, tell me, they not from Mobile, Alabama. Tuscaloosa. Tuscaloosa. Okay, Tuscaloosa. cool. Tuscaloosa. Right. Roll Tide family. I'm finna say, then we might be. Oh, uh, we like, might be. I mean, <laughs> just if you would have said Mobile, I'm like, that's no, too big of a family no. and too small of a no, town. <laughs> Tuscaloosa. Okay. Uh, shout out to Deontay Wilder. That is a family member of mine that I have not yet met, but I don't know now. <laughs> he might be too far removed, but um, but yeah, just like I said, it's just it's just way more little fun to be black, and I honestly feel like my mom would say the same thing. Like I, it would probably let me be tell you something. to be black. <laughs> I grew up with no rhythm, oh. no rhythm, two left feet at oh. sixteen. Um, you beans, you remember beans, yeah, right? I know beans. He had to teach me. Oh, when his dad first got a studio, he called me and said, Yo, bro, you know how to work a studio? And so I came over, I went to his house, and at that moment, he taught me how to nod on beat. Oh my god, did not know how to nod on beat. Now, for years, I did not have any rhythm. I know we was in college, probably way we too drunk to even in notice. Like, in like, what, in November, October, November. <laughs> Once I decided to f- fully accept that I'm also Hispanic, I was like, how are you Hispanic, all of the rhythm. I was like, how are you 
all, and black, you have no rhythm. All of the rhythm what came. Is that? It was like my ancestors was just like waiting for you. Nigga, you can't dance until you accept your <laughs> whole self. Hey. I, I know that blessing. Yo, acceptance like, is a I can salsa. <laughs> and I could fake Millie Rock. You know what I'm saying? Like it is crazy. I, I could hit a couple little African dances hey, too. Hey, you was in the Afrobeat when I came in. Crazy. <laughs> and it wasn't until I fully accepted myself as being both black and Hispanic and, you know, just... Acceptance is key, though. And that's when I said, like, in high school, I, I accepted, like, I'm half, I'm both of these things. I just accepted the facts, like, I actually genuinely, sincerely enjoy these things more. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, they accept me way more than this other group accepts right. me. And it wasn't even about like rejection or anything like that. And, you know, I I fake long live to I long long to live in a world where it's like, oh well, we shouldn't have to be oh focused on acceptance. Bullshit. Like you have to be accepted for who you are, mm-hmm. what you are, what you are not. Like yeah. there's no such thing as like a blind uh race or a world we live in like fuck that like there's always gonna be groups micro groups macro groups like subgroups like come on there's always gonna be that and i live in the facts like i live in that like logic of like race is a social construct but feeling that somebody weird as fuck is not but an ethnicity is not a social construct that is actually genetic that is actually in embedded in dna that okay. is actually let, let that documentary speak no yeah it was, <laughs> all of it and it's actually legitimately though but and it also shows too like in the foods in the cultures in the apparel like you can't deny any of those facts like mm-hmm. race is absolutely a social construct that's something it's, just, it's as made up as money but ethnicity and being born to groups similar to you not 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 at Smoke. all false like not at all false like that's a thing and I have no problem embracing any of that so and the thing, the beautiful thing about blackness is, is that there's a variety of blackness. There's shades of blackness. There's levels Yo, of blackness. Yo, it's super dope that black is not monolithic anymore. Yes, I'm grateful because, and that's when I realized, like, well, there's there's so many black experiences. Like, my black experience just so happens to be that I'm half white. Yeah. Um, and there's some people who are quadrants. There's some people who you know are are twice removed from a white family member or something mm-hmm. like that. Like. And then where we go, what we do, what we eat, what corner we're from, what neighborhood we're from. This I'm is just, so many black experiences. I'm happy as hell that I don't have to be hyper-masculine anymore. And I'm, and I'm, so that's the thing, too, that I was discussing with someone, uh, my boyfriend, actually, back in, I think, December, or maybe January it was. But um, I said something about, it. we were talking about feelings or something like that, and he was like, uh, basically, thank me for not... Uh, making him feel like human he said he, thank you for humanizing me I'm like, yeah huh? that's a real ass shit and I, know, I was like oh my god there are men out here who feel like they can't express they can't have emotions they can't express the emotions they they have to be a certain way like and I was like, yeah. that's what it hit me and i'm like black men are born into <laughs> black men are born into i don't i, I might get the word wrong but stoicism like yeah it, you have to you, you're born into that you gotta keep all of that shit yeah. hidden black women deep. too a lot of times too cause their feelings end up being received as angry and yeah. you know it's like we're hurt there's hurt there it's not just right. angry black woman it's a hurt black True. woman it's a sad one it's depressed it's PTSD it's uh, postpartum like there's you know there's levels to shit. it's, it's generational pain yeah, yeah. You know there's that too there's 
all these deep-seated things that come up. There's, you know, betrayal. It's not just, we're not just angry, born that way angry. Like, come on. Like, you know, there's always reasons for things. But, yeah, I'm happy that men can be... Not, not not at all softer, but man, like we're human. Like we yeah. all, we express, we have feelings, we feel things. We're not, you know, we don't have to always like act like we don't have feelings. True. Sometimes you, just, sometimes you just want to be the be little spoon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, somebody was a little spoon today. <laughs> <laughs> Actually. You know what I'm saying? It was a little yeah. Spoon sometimes you just need that little, little yeah. hair rough on the back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes. That's, I was, I was, I, I don't know, whoever I'm with. I just want that person to feel like they can be fully themselves, emotional, uh, vulnerable, like yeah. you know those those things that make you human. That actually, like I said, when I interact with people, I want them to feel open and feel like someone can understand you. Uh, someone does want to hear you. Like that's what I want people to feel when I talk to them and I'm with them and around them. It there's a lot of levels to that. With on my end, like the closer you are to me. You know that those doors open up, those levels go higher of you mm-hmm. know those connections and all that. But definitely, you know, um, the the threshold is like uh, at the very base. It's like I can listen to you. I will listen to you. I will understand you. You will not be judged. I'm open. And I'm it's, yours. it's cool that you said that to bring it back full circle. Yes. Is that I looked at your LinkedIn. Oh, you did? I did. I, I haven't did. looked at my LinkedIn. I looked at <laughs> it. You know there? what I'm saying? <laughs> People saying the same thing you just said. That's how you make them feel professionally in a professional sense. You know, like you listen to what they want. You're able to um, add value to the situation that you're in. And you can only add value by opening up and allowing people to feel comfortable with shit within you. And so you're talking about it in a friendship, in a romantic way. But I've I've seen you implement it in business Mm -hmm. uh, through the review process on LinkedIn or whatnot. But um so you left graduate school yes. and after that you went to work for somebody i went to yeah i moved to florida worked at a startup um was really in grind mode hustle mode with them and all that would have so many creative liberties and freedoms to design whatever work with whatever like we had wild ideas but we'll just do it like we were really exploring, discovering. It was almost like college two, like college 2.0. Like, yeah. um, we were all, you know, fresh out of college, just graduated something, grad school, undergrad, whatever. Um, we were young adults exploring. We were just doing wild ideas, creative stuff, just really going against the grain. I was allowed to be super creative, do the designs I wanted to do, uh, understand a new industry, work on all that stuff and as things started to change and shift there then i took a turn uh and decided to i wanted to go live in atlanta um and work at an agency worked there for a little bit things weren't really working out i ended up getting like laid off um but even before i got laid off i started to like um know like i need to do my own thing like i've done my own thing but i need to fully do and commit to my own thing like I've been trying to build other people's ideas up so much, you know? Like, I have my own thing that I'm trying to do mm-hmm. uh, that I need to do because the me latching on to freelancing and college and stuff like that and even with my corporate job and during uh, even working with a startup, and I, I value my freedom I, to choose to work with whomever I want to work with, talk to whoever I want to talk to, work whenever I want to work, um, which I have a lot of discipline, so it's not like I'm just doing what the fuck ever. So, like, I, I, I have 
a lot of these strong guiding uh, principles uh, and work ethic that is leading me down certain work paths or career choices for myself. And so uh, I just fully was like, you know what, I need to do my own thing. And I started to prepare for that. What I'm finding though is like things I have in mind to do, I'll think it and I'll kind of decide this is what's going to happen, but I need a little bit of time to get it together. And then something happens where I have to like do it right away. Mm-hmm. That's happened to me that time. That was a big time when I in Atlanta and it happened to me just recently. So, right. and a lot of times like it's almost like the universe acknowledged that this is what I want to do. And they're like, no, you have to do it now. Yeah. And it's like, well, we don't have time to wait, girl. You mm-hmm. gotta get to it. And it's like, fuck. Go, I was trying to say some coin. Like, what you mean? <laughs> but, but, you know, um, if the, the universe wills it, I gotta go. Like, yeah. I, 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 if I'm called, I, I go. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so that was it. That was then. But I worked as a project manager in Atlanta for a little bit and a uh, kind of a creative director even though I was uh, taken on board as a creative strategist, I didn't really get to do that. So, because I just, I have my master's degree in design management, which is like more strategy, mm-hmm. kind of more strategic design stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't able to do that anyway there. So it's like, okay, well, I want to design. I want to use my brain. Like, I really want to use my brain. And, you know, using my brain doesn't mean like, oh, I'm coming up with a plan for people. Like, no, using my brain like to connect with people, talk with people really help people figure out where they're going, their, their lane, their uh, get aligned and to figure out the things that need to come together to do that. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'll handle the visual part of it, but like some people just need to talk about their ideas. Hell yeah. Yeah. And get them, you know, sorted. And that's me <laughs> like that. Yeah. Get them sorted or even like me help big up your idea because I am one of those people with, I innately know a good, amazing idea or thought um, yeah. It's actually it's rather intuitive and actually what I call I secretly call myself a brand medium because like I just know like I have other gifts which uh, spill into crown talk and um, when people tell me stuff I can know if it's a hit or if it's yeah mm, yeah yeah not really yeah <laughs> so and if it if I if someone's telling me their idea that I'm working with it and it might not be hitting with me like that. I'll try to kind of finesse it so like, well, we can do this instead or we should think about this or something like that. I never want to, you know, totally deter upset anybody or shoot down anybody's dream, but I want somebody to keep going. But man, there's just things I I know. And some, some, some things have a ceiling. Some things need to be tweaked to be pushed forward. And some things are just hot out the box. Yes. Absolutely. Just hide out the box. I'm very good at, you know, figuring that out and that's dope. Making that and helping people get things in order to make that happen. And like I like I like people I'm on my journey and people uh the reason why I went into business design was really to help people on the same journey as me. Um, I just happen to have a tool or a skill that will help people get there a little faster. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I design for myself a lot, all the time, damn near. I never had anyone design for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And honestly, I don't even know what that process is like. (laughs) I think about it all the time. But um, people, but I, you know, I can get, make a lot of stuff happen for me easily because I have that skill. You know, I can reach people visually Mm -hmm. and not everyone has that ability they have the ideas, they have this, they can do the work, they can do that, whatever it is that they're doing for their business, their brand. But some people just need the visual confidence. Like, you know, you, you, you step outside, you, you're going somewhere and it's about presentation, right? If you're meeting up with somebody, it's about what you look like or 
what you got on, even for your self confidence. Like, mm-hmm. if you look good, you know, you feel good. Like, yeah. that's just facts. Like, right. James Brown said, that. he right. Most look good, that. feel good, smell good. And he said something else, but. Um, <laughs> he said something else. <laughs> he said something else. But, but um, yeah, it helps your self confidence. Like, if you have. You can constantly like, well, here's my business card. Here's my logo. I got a website. It looks good. It works. It's this. It's that. Yeah. That boosts people's everything. I'm not not nothing not ego, but man, your confidence just soars. Like yeah. you feel more confident. You go more confidently in that direction. Like you have a like a pride, a stronger pride too. So, so let me uh, mm-hmm. let me jump in. Yeah. So you've been using the word design a yeah. lot in this conversation. Yeah. Let's uh, take a second to let people know okay. what are you designing. Okay. So. I, for in general, um, I design visual identity, which could be um, a logo, uh, and your stationery, your business cards, things like that. Mm-hmm. Your website, print materials, web graphics, social media, pretty much all the things that we kind of really immediately access. There's other things I do one off, like I do. I've just I've done magazines, journals, uh, workbooks, things like that. Um, but yeah, print material, web web graphics or web related items um that's all the design that i do um, for the most part i've done some stuff here and there but that's primarily what i serve and offer um and then also too well that's also kind of branding as well too and that's why i say design branding and strategy because i do also offer uh creative consulting uh creative uh, brand development so really like working with you like this is me using my brain more. Like, let's talk about your plans. Like, let's create action plans. Like, let's create strategy. What niche do you need to, you know, get into? Like, what's going on? Like, I'll do uh, research and all that stuff. So that's, like, me using my brain and then me being able to produce, like, with design and then, like, branding and strategy, being able to really use my brain. So that's kind of, like, this, like, little pyramid that I have. Um, that's smooth. Design, and you do... Branding, strategy and you do all of this through your company yeah so musa uh current now now known as musa right um as of friday april 12th um yeah so that's musa uh, it's about like going wild and by not when i say go I, when i say go wild it definitely don't mean go crazy it's not that it's just like about capitalizing and like reaching out and maximizing that wildest dream you have that vision you have for yourself for your life and that Nike campaign is oh, not yeah. crazy until you do it. Yeah, it's crazy yeah, until yeah, you do yeah. it. That, okay, I love that oh shit. Oh my god, I actually wrote so much on my website, and now I think about it, it's very similar to that. But it's about, um, you know, realizing you, when you go wild, like, and you actually go through with it, you realize it wasn't hard at all. You, just, it was just fear that was holding you back. And mm. a lot of people that come to me and that I work with, a lot of them have so many fears. Like, I had those same fears, and that's what I mean. Like, I'm on this journey with these people. Like, I'm on my journey. I know what I go through in my journey. I know you're going through it, too, but I am your collaborator. Like, I am someone that can help you navigate these things. Like, I know what you can do. Like, I've been, I've done it, or I'm figuring out now. There's so many things I'm still figuring out. Like, this this past year, these four months, still, uh, new stuff that, like, and that's why I did Crown Talk, too. Like, all all the information you find but but um but yeah that's kind of the fear is the number one prohibitor for all things like, oh yeah and you put that you put that on yourself that's put that that, on that's, that's been my mountain my mountain my mountain is mask and the idea of perfection but it's truly fear mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's fear. Yeah, it yeah. truly is. Because I like my podcast. I've had this idea for, I'm um, embarrassed to say, two and a half years. Two and a half legitimate years. You honestly. I did. <laughs> I waited that long. I had, I've had uh, some of this equipment for probably over a year and a half. And uh, it was just, once again, it was an identity thing trying to figure out what it was going to be. What direction? So do I about? have to talk about, like, I have so many yeah. interests. Do I have yeah. to talk about politics? Do I talk about this? Do I talk about that? Do whatever you want, man. And so when I got here, and the reason it's called a cool thought um, outside of just being played on a yeah. college nickname was just, it's whatever the fuck I wanted to be that week. And it's completely conversational. It's completely, it could just be whatever it is or what it has been. Yeah. Current events, uh, super serious, like um, my, my episode, Shea Butter, Masculinity. That was dope. Mm-hmm. Sitting down with men and understanding yeah. masculinity from different types of people. Sitting down, talking with you and just spotlighting a dope uh, woman, female option. Do you like woman or female? I'm either. I'm, I'm not opposed to any of them. Dope-ass entrepreneur. <laughs> I'm um, not opposed to any of them. And so, we're just... Thank you for I, asking. <laughs> man, we got to respect agencies <laughs> around here, asking. you feel me? <laughs> but no, cool thought, like I said before, it's, it's just a place where I could just openly be me yeah. and pick up gems and just express myself. That's because important. I don't... I hmm, My idea of a tangible skill is something you have. Mm-hmm. Being able to create something that you could touch, feel, see. I don't have that. My skill is talking and relating. And we have to get rid of this idea that, you know, we come from a, you know, tangible world. We touch, we feel, whatever. But what I have, what uh, I think people acknowledge, you know, a more tangible, you know, um, product. Yeah, it is more readily acknowledged. And but having what's up here and in, in your head and your brain, the whatever brain power you have, it's it's hard to communicate those things. We it's kind of we kind of put these constructs. It's hard to communicate value that we can't see, touch, feel. Right. And I know the value I have. It's been hard for me to communicate. You know m- more of what my brain power is to people and trying to sell that quote unquote to people um, because if. For especially for you know someone who's just starting a business and they if they're really gonna capitalize in or they're gonna want to capitalize on like well you can do this logo you can do this I I'm actually knowing what I'm paying for people don't understand the value of the mental exchange or so that, that brain here, exchange here's what I've seen you have done um, is you're using your tangible skill of graphic design as a channel. For your non-tangible skill, which is mm-hmm. your strategizing this <laughs> and stuff like that, and so yeah. that me personally, that's yeah. what that's what this podcast is. It's my tangible to be able yes. to channel my non-tangible through. Yes, yes, and I think that's I think that's important because mm-hmm. that, I mean playing into that, like I said, with humans, we are tangible people, but we're also we we don't. It's harder for us to immediately recognize value of whatever exchange is going on yeah. mentally that's why people it's harder for people to pay for things that they can't hold and touch yeah. Be, growing up there, there's no value for the yeah. things that i've been uh historically good at mm-hmm. in my family there's no value for it yeah. my family is middle class everybody goes to work most of people hate the job that they work at yes. um Same. not a whole lot of examples of entrepreneurship 
uh, mental freedom. My grandmother is an amazing artist. Mm -hmm. uh, she wanted to be an architect, but came from a generation that was fresh, that was just removed from the plantation. Mm -hmm. And so they didn't send her to college. It yeah. was like, you need a job. You need to know so how to cook for your husband. Talent. Right. Talent. So I didn't grow up in that. And so um, bit of a late bloomer, figuring it out. And that's what I've enjoyed watching you because not only are you figuring it out, you're making it work, you're making dollars off of it, I'm sure, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> some days. <laughs> some days, right, right, the entrepreneurial grind. Yes. But now you're taking it and you are using your event crown talk mm -hmm. as a vehicle to let other people know that there's a space for these things. Yeah. There's a way to do it every day. There's a way to monetize it. Mm -hmm. There's a way to enjoy it. Yes. Society wants these things because the dope thing that I do like about the other half of your people mm -hmm. <laughs> is white people can literally turn anything into a fucking day job. Yes. <laughs> anything. Coins, rocks, any motherfucking thing. <laughs> white people can turn into a fucking day job and they have a title for it they have mm -hmm. a business for it there's a market for it everything yeah and so crown talk you know gives a bit of that white privilege to so many <laughs> so many but no so yeah so okay we gonna where am i at on time all right so we gonna i'm gonna like fake pay some bills real quick Okay. <laughs> and we could talk about Crown Talk a little bit. Are you uh, good to yeah. go a little bit longer? Yeah. Cool beans. All yeah. right. Let me pull this up real quick. Um, if you need anything else to drink, I am definitely down to get you some of that. Get what? If, if you need anything else to drink, I'm definitely down to get you that. Um, so, all right. So, this episode is brought by natural lock tour 2k19 it is coming to chicago april 25th to april 27th you know what i'm saying uh it's uh locks two strand twist retwist curls all of that this is how black my podcast is i just want y'all to understand <laughs> that that i showing mad love to a beautiful loctician beautiful hairstylist Ayana, Ayana uh, Nicole Evans She'll be here in Chicago Straight from the land of locks DC uh, I almost feel like there. I feel like there's so many people in DC With locks that We have to trace back the roots of locks Did it come from Jamaica? Or did it come from DC? Kind of a toss up at this point um, But you can definitely go to uh, A cool thought um, My IG a cool thought You'll see a post on there about it Or you can go straightly to um, at natural N-A-T-U-R-A-W um, What is that shit called? Underscore H-B And um, you know Schedule an appointment They're coming to Chicago Get your hair done For this fake summer weather That we having right now uh, Girl you can get your girl some stuff Girls you can get your guy some Some uh, some hairstyles and everything like that And shout out to Ayana man See you in a couple weeks and this is also brought to you by one of my favorite all-time childhood snacks. Mm -hmm. One of uh, my nutri nutritious breakfast <laughs> items, the Super Donut. 
I legit don't need no money from this company. They do not have to pay me. I swear by Super Donuts. Heat that shit up in the microwave for 30 seconds, and it is fucking donuts and Starbucks up. All right? <laughs> um, thank you to those sponsors. I love y'all. Shout out to y'all. Yo. Mm. I'm going to say this shit, and I'm going to stand on this shit. Okay, what? Fuck the Cathedral of Notre Dame. Wait, what? Fuck the Cathedral of Notre Dame. What I'm do you not, mean? I'm not here for it. I'm not here for that Fuck shit. Fuck the cathedral and Notre yeah, Dame. I don't even know Dame. what you're talking about, man. You know all the uh, French church that burned down? What hap- no, what happened? I'm the historical little- medieval church, that Catholic church that just recently burned down in France. It burned down? Oh, I didn't know that. When? Yeah. Was this over like the weekend? Like two days? Yeah, you was. Because I, <laughs> I was like, I'm like, yeah, I ain't you been was, on Twitter. Like, I, mean, I don't know what's going on. You was somewhere getting down. down? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, How? yeah. Like, just... Look, look that shit up. It's, once you see the whole, because you probably don't recognize it by name, but once you see it, you'll know. Yeah, I'm, I'm aware. That's I'm like, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean? Yeah, so the whole, all of that beautiful carvings and all of this stuff. But the uh, altar still remains. So the cross and all of that stuff is still good. But that's because that shit made out of gold, not wood. Yeah. The reason I'm not here for that shit is because. The United States is donating three hundred something million dollars to rebuild it. Whoa, we need help here. What you mean? Uh, how do you, uh, excuse me? First of all, the Catholic Church rich as fuck. They yeah, don't need no they don't money. Need us? They can call the Vatican. Like what the fuck? They own the most land out of any entity in the entire world. They're good. Second of all, seven black churches burned down. Can we? Get we a, need some. Like, right. What? Are you fucking serious? Oh, we need. We just need a couple hundred thousand for that. <laughs> right. Three. What? We so, don't have three hundred million to give. Yeah. We don't have it to give. Like. No. Y'all, y'all supposed to use it for y'all wall or whatever. Niggas, but. they got the money. They be playing with it. Yeah, I missed this news. I ain't been. I'm just now back in the world today, man. But I want to take a moment just to let people know that uh, I'm not fucking with that shit. I mean, and that's, also, that's fucked up, but we don't need to be giving no money to them. Yeah, they got, got that our shit. own problems. We they don't even take shit. care of our own. You want to help the the French? I'm not what even with that. What year is it? Like, <laughs> they don't need us. And secondly, before we go into Crown Talk, yo, keep race out of my Game of Thrones. This is the last <laughs> season. Yo, me and Mike were watching. Okay, so my boyfriend named Mike. So we were watching it, and you know when it was riding through, and I was like, "No, what's this? No." I was like, "What's this?" I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, "Ooh, we never really seen no niggers in here before." No. Nah. They looking at each other like, mm. "No." Nah. Well, Shorty I, was on. And he was like, kind of like, "Huh?" Yeah, he. She ain't, was he like, ain't no shit? "I'm not here for that shit." Like y'all, I don't want no think pieces on the route. <laughs> I, I I don't want to hear about how Game of Thrones should have more black people. Nigga, y'all had eight, y'all had ten years yeah. and at least four seasons that that conversation. We understand that Game of Thrones is some white shit. You know what I'm saying? Restaurants we just visited. We don't even the Unsullied and the dragons don't even want to be there. They don't. All right. They like, why the fuck did we leave the beaches to come here? You know what I'm saying? So I don't want to hear that shit. Y'all weren't talking that shit when the Latin mocks from Dorn was popping up. I don't want to hear that shit about black people. We know what it is. It's the last season. Leave me alone. Okay? I'm off that. Um, season eight. Just be great. Yes. And, <laughs> yo, what the fuck happened? It was only 54 minutes. 
of the first episode. This one was short. I feel like a couple of episodes are going to be shorter than that one. <laughs> Why did you stare so angrily? That's not what you told me. That's stairs, not what I'm here for. They told me <laughs> that because the season was short, we was gonna stairs, have over they, our they, episodes. Whoever they is, they lied. It wasn't that game. It wasn't HBO telling you that. It was uh, it was um. They're gonna get. Longer I don't later. know the director. That's what happened right. last season. They got longer later, like as like. We don't have a whole lot of later. <laughs> we don't, but if you just go. Look, <laughs> I'm not here for 54 minute episodes. You know what Chill, we can man. do. Cut the directors talking like at the end. I feel like they're probably cutting things too that they're making them short. Cut the directors at the end. We don't need that last seven minutes. So you telling me what I already <laughs> saw. Yeah, be, I'm invested. We all are invested. If when Avengers can give me a three hour movie, okay. you can give me an hour twenty minutes Marvel worth the video. Marvel and But they un, they understood. Yeah. I've been showing up for well, 10 years. Well, it's probably because there was so much to jam-pack, too, on top of that. I've been showing up for 10 years. Give me what I need. How many episodes are we supposed to get? Still eight? Like eight. Eight. Yeah, okay, for that. We got time. We got time, cuz. All we got is time. It's going to like work. I love your optimism. <laughs> I have to be optimistic. Realistically optimistic is my thing. That is a real thing. My girlfriend oh, yeah. doesn't believe in it. Oh, I do. I have no. to. She calls it negativity. No, realistically optimistic. Mm -mm. Yep. No, because you re really being realistic is recognizing the situation you're in and the position you're in, or whatever whatever the factors and variables are. Being optimistic is finding a way to make it work or to move things around or aside. Mm -hmm. Really, uh, <laughs> <laughs> really rock the things around. I'm gonna get some video for y'all. Y'all are missing. <laughs> Y'all missing some animations here. Um, but moving, navigating it to find a way through or a way out or whatever. So yeah. that's my optimism. It's like, I can make this work. I can make something work. Like I, I do something. I don't sweat shit. I don't, I'm that dog in the meme with fine. the fire. Everything's fine. It's cool. It's all right. Everything's fine. <laughs> if you don't, Everything's fine. if you don't nag me oh, and stress me out, like, I'm cool. You know what I'm, I'm saying? Stressing. I, 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 what? It's so much that you can't control. I, right. I don't. I, I can't like, trust it. I have to initially. So this is my thing. Like you, you can you you can actually stop feelings. Like you can stop yourself from feeling certain things about feelings. It's not like you can repress it or suppress it. You can choose not to feel certain things. I read Even that in a book. I literally tweeted that. You might have read my tweet too. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, like last week. But even if a feeling arises, like you know, that's kind of natural to come up. But it's almost like someone that comes to your door you can choose to let them in or you can be like no bye like mm -hmm. if, if, if it arises you can choose whether you want to feel that whether you want to accept it or not mm -hmm. and it's also it's, like I said it's not about suppression or repression or you know acting like you don't have feelings it's like I can choose to feel stressed about this I can choose it. to uh, be like well this is just this is just well, what it is like this is almost almost kind of like really like a zen buddhism thing like you, you don't have to feel that. Like, you don't have to feel negativity. You you don't have to feel what people try to make you feel, too. Like, ooh, people will do that. Like, mis misery do love company. And they, people will try to pro oh project and make you feel shitty like them. And it's like, yeah. mm -mm. I've been saying this. I did a lot of work on myself all of 2018 into this year, still doing work. And I have fully acknowledged, like, my happiness is mine. I created it. It's mine. This joy that I have, this joy that I, you know... Uh, that oozes out of me it's mine like 
you can't like if you having a bad day, you having a this, or you having a that. Mm-mm, you can't do that to me. Like this, I made this over here. You mad? Like I don't just sit and watch you be mad then because and you're gonna be feel dumb because mm-hmm. I'm not giving you what you want. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to be miserable like you. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that's a me. that's a whole ass choice. Ain't nobody trying to be a part of that. No, and it's it's like. I don't know. I just there's a strength in choosing in that and I just always choose. I choose to choose my optimism, like recognize what's going on and make good choices. Whether that's people trying to make me feel things, trying to do things to me, like, no. I'm I'm here. I this is me. I'm standing firmly in who I am and you can't shake me. Like True. I built myself up, so I'm with you. And um another tip I wanna give y'all real quick. Is uh don't start businesses at home. Don't, don't, don't do things in your house. Get an office, get a space, do something else. And I say all that to say that I will be right back. <laughs> I'm sorry. Alright y'all it's, Y'all gonna notice that This episode's gonna actually Have some cuts in it mm. so say, Speaking as a Catholic Billion Yes Yes Flint. Flint ain't got no clean water Niggas can't take showers in Flint 300 million to the church Man Fuck you mean 300 Garbage. million This country's out Yo right, man. Get our priorities together If the Pope take that money G Call the Vatican Like like, you better not take that money. I'm not with that. The Vatican will help Paris. We have no obligation to, or as a country, to help Paris. Legit. To help Notre Dame. You just pissed me off this one today. Thank you. <laughs> okay. uh, listen, I, I, my anger needed company. Um, <laughs> you can't make me feel your feelings. <laughs> I just said that. You can't make me feel your anger. But... To add on to what you were saying, like I said, I read this in a book that said most people's mind is like a runaway carriage. Right? Going. Yeah, just going, 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 going. I'm a charioteer. Oh. I'm holding that chariot. All right. I didn't know that's what you called them. Charioteer. Learn something new today. All right. It's in the tarot, so chariot. Well, the chariot is in the tarot. The chariot, they describe the charioteer, who is the son of the emperor and the empress. Right. So... (laughs) You are also a master of the black arts. Black arts? Yes. Is that what we call in tarot? I'm not a master anymore either. Is, isn't it part of that? I'm, I don't know. I'm not listening. I don't know. That was a lame nerd joke. Shouts out to Constantine. <laughs> uh, my, um, so, no. So, yeah. So, people's mind is like a runaway carriage. And most people don't control it. And so, when I read that book, he's... The, the gentleman, I don't remember his name. It's on Audible. It's in my Audible library. But uh, he said to build up the muscle to stop negative energy and negative thoughts, say out loud no or mm. stop. Yes. Start start with that. I say it out loud. So that. when my mind is going, I'm just having a flood of just no. negative thoughts. I'd be like, nah. I do that I'm all the done. time. I do that all the time. And I call that like, uh, 
I, I, I've actually described this the past couple of weeks to, pe- to a variety of people just talking like when I start like going through things like sometimes you have to I have to jump in my own way in my yeah. mind girl chill like right. we're doing that like mm-mm. like I have to like intervene on my own brain mm-hmm. like uh-uh, we we getting off track here. Like we are yeah. going down this rabbit hole. Do you verbally say it out loud? Yes, I yeah. walk around my house like uh-uh, we're not doing that. No, no, right. no, no. I was even doing that today before I left here about something. I was like, I'm not gonna argue with today. My eyebrows ain't even on. Like I'm not gonna argue. <laughs> I'm not gonna argue about any of this. Like girl, we not doing this. We not doing it. I'm not doing it today. Yeah, it's real. You have to like jump in front of yourself. Like mm-hmm. whoa. Like you have to have that self awareness, that knowledge of self though, to do that. People do like that. I, yeah. Once upon a time, I did too. Like I'm, I only say everything I say is only from experience. Like not on some, not on my high horse running away. Like I only say everything out of experience. Like I don't say anything I didn't go through. And I'm not saying what I'm, what I've experienced or done or the methods I take are the best ways or the only ways. Like I just speak whatever happened to me. Like you don't gotta do it. Right. That's also the thing too. Like sometimes when people tell you about stuff that they're doing or whatever they're trying to get you to do it like oh this recipe or this um new diet works for me here 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 right, it's like right. just shut the fuck up like i'm not i'm not doing no keto diet like i like my carbs like i don't right. need that man like i'm good i can do some other shit over here in moderation exactly like, like dude like just cause exactly there are people who are just there's is one way to do it yeah they're like it's the only way like oh clean eating this this that like just mm-hmm. stuff like just things like that like I make sure that just because I'm speaking on something doesn't mean I'm telling you to do it. Like, right. this is just what I did. Like, and I'm just sharing. Mm-hmm. Like, you have something you did and uh, work for you that I might not necessarily take with me, but right. I acknowledge that it worked for you. And exactly. I, and I'm really like, whatever works, I will say a lot, a lot, whatever works for you, man. Like, do your thing. Yeah. Like, do you. <laughs> there you go. And it has to work that way. And so, let's, uh, let's talk about. Um, the Crown Jew, Crown Talk. Let's yeah, Crown let's... Talk Collective. Um, just a mini little brief overview. It just kind of came out of necessity. Uh, after I moved back home from being in Atlanta, so this was uh, like November 2017, moved back home and I was just, I was laying up in bed at night and usually those are when the ideas come like when, and I can't be, if I can't go to sleep or I can't stop thinking about something, it's something I have to do. And I was just like, man, I want to kind of create an event like I'm back home like there's so many creatives here there's so many women here like man I just want to bring us all together like I want to bring us all together like I'm not saying no one else is doing it like I want to bring them together right. the way that I want to do it I want to have it the party the way that I want to have it um the event the networking the social the this the that the discussions like I kind of want to talk about something specific right and um I had that idea and I'm like Okay, that's November, and then next thing I know, January, February, I'm like, December comes around, I'm like, already bought, like, the domain, I started designing the website, then it's the website, like, January or something like that, launched it in February, uh, was visiting for my venue in January, like, I, I just started to go, like, I was just, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm doing it, like, I've never done an event before, but I bet you I'll figure it out, my, more of my entrepreneurial spirit, is like, we'll figure it out, we gonna mm-hmm. do it, it's gonna be it's going to be a shit show, but we're going to figure it out, <laughs> but it's going to be great at the end. And, um, just like boom, 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 boom. Uh, I, I was like, okay, I can do April, do it in April. I sold out all my tickets like in a month in Mar- March. So I was like a month, like, which is like, was amazing. Like for my first event to sell out within yeah. the first month. I remember that because I was going to come, but I was slow poking on getting a ticket because mm, I wanted you to select. I did. I was. I was like, cause wow. I was gonna take uh, my girl, cause she was just. Well, we have one next Sunday. Yeah. April twenty yeah. eighth. Early bird tickets end tonight. 
They do. I'm yes, paying. Do. I'm probably paying full yes, price. Yes, they do. And I'm. I'm probably not There's coming. I'm probably too. sending her. Oh well, what, I mean, if That's she comes, somebody, happen. whatever. I mean, it's gonna be. Is that Blue Lacuna? Mm-hmm. Uh, from one to four, April twenty eighth. Um, but uh, yeah, my off day is changed, so I'm probably gonna send her. Oh well, but there are duo tickets available too for twenty five. But right now they're ten dollars each I, individual tickets. I am actually pondering, and I meant to ask you this outside of recording, but I'm asking you now so I don't forget. Uh huh. I was actually gonna buy a pair. And probably give a pair away on my oh, Instagram. Yeah, we could do that. We could that's, set something yeah, up. Yeah, that's probably that what I was going to do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, any type of way to really... I like to get people involved, too. So that's very important to me and Crown Talk is, like, connecting with people. Like, getting people involved. Like, because I understand the power of uh, not just word of mouth, but the word of mouth of a black person. And then the word of mouth of a black woman. Like, uh, we move, like things just move like a fucking roaring rapid like mm-hmm. if something's good with a black woman she'll tell everybody like that's what I yeah. I, I love that the, like yeah. if you get black black women in that's all about what that was how I'm building currently building and decided that's how I'm going to build up Crown Talk is like pulling people in yeah and when you pull people in like and that's the idea of the collective like we're a group like we're like a community like we're mm-hmm. a collective of people we're we're a variety of women doing different things, and uh, we have different businesses, uh, entrepreneurial efforts. We're at different levels, like all those meeting of the minds. Like you have a gem, you have a gem, you have info, you have info, and this is what I mean by saying just because I'm telling you my experience or what I went through or what works for me, it, I'm not pushing it on you. I'm telling you, if you happen to uh, identify, retain, or really fuck with something I'm saying, and you take it with you and move forward. My job that my job with Crown Talk Collective is done. Like right. I just want to put people in the same space and make their exchange their exchange. Obviously, I'll have a panel this time around, and that's going to be more of a direct exchange. But I have people from my la- event last year who have clients from my event. Like like that's what I want. Like I want to highlight businesses and I want to highlight information gaps and bridge that gap. That's what it's about, and it's also about allies too. So um, my events have had men there. Uh, non-black women. I'm I'm for really women of color, but I just always end up putting black women on the forefront. However, because quite frankly, we're the one we start a lot of businesses and we y'all the move. Ugh, listen, we got degrees, businesses, all that. Black women, women in general, but especially black women <laughs> right now, is the reason my podcast is popping. Yes, we uh, did, didn't I just say legit the reason if why on, you my tell a podcast black woman. is. Popping right now. I've had mostly black women on the show. I have black women sharing the episodes. I have black women in my DM trying to get on the show. Shouts out to y'all. Y'all are showing me mad love. I got, I had one guy who was supposed to be one of the first uh, people on the podcast. He was about it. Reached to him a month ahead. He's like, cool, cool. Talked to him two weeks ahead. He's like, yeah, we still down. Got up to the date. Fam, dropped off the uh, face of her. I got another dude. Oh, black men. They kind of flaky sometimes. Man, I, I see. <laughs> I see. I'm black like, be coming through. Man, I'm like, yo. I, pull up. I got another dude. He, we was talking until I posed the question about him coming on. And then, done. Yeah. He didn't want to talk no more. I was like, okay. All right, cool. I'm over black, black men. Man, I love, I you know what love I'm saying? black men. I'm, I'm probably, I'm probably gonna give me some white men because black men ain't working out for me <laughs> yeah. too. Black, I love black men, but y'all gotta do better with certain things. I must say, don't get me wrong. Black, there's black women that gotta do better with certain things too. 
But man, like having allies, like like I said, uh, women of for women of color in our businesses. So like I said, I had men there, like um, mm-hmm. you know, white women was there, Asian women was there, like all of the vendors are women, right? Uh, this time around for sure, all the vendors are women. Um, yes, and for the most part, that's kind of what I'm keeping to. I was trying to get a food vendor. I was kind of open to anybody, but at this rate, I'm just gonna supply the food myself because black women, the, I fuck it, I'll do it. Like, like if it's something's not hitting, like I'll do it. Like I'll, I'll figure it out. So, but um, shit, I had a grill for y'all. <laughs> if you wanna, actually, Dead no, I, I'm, I lied. I just asked someone who volunteered to provide or help us with me, a black man. So he's gonna probably help me sponsor some food. So. Thank you, black man. Shout out, <laughs> shout out for man. you for breaking stereotypes, my yes, nigga. Yes, thank you, black you man. You showing up. Yeah, black man be showing me love on the low, but sometimes they they they'll want it for they don't do it out of just uh. Um, yeah, they do parody. it for the curly hair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they'll want something later. <laughs> you know, they'll they'll want something later. Yeah. I have had people donate <laughs> to me though that said, I was like, man, you know, if you're in town, like uh, that didn't live here. I'm like, if you're in town, like I'll take you. And he's like, no, it's fine. Like I wanted to. I'm like, okay, cool. Like there are and new black man too. There are those too, but I get I get to get people who donate and they kind of want you know not nothing nothing crazy, but like you know they want in like you know want you know, yeah, you know it's like yeah, mm, yeah, thank you. Fair. If you're not giving out of the, the you know the kindness and uh you know of your heart, then I don't want it. Nah, fuck that, <laughs> fuck that. This yeah. capitalism. If they got it, ooh, if they got it to give and yeah. they willing to give it, take it. Yeah. And when they come back around, no. Yeah, they'll they'll they'll, they'll like well that time will like. They won't throw it in my face, but like they'll think. Passive. I'm gonna think of a word for this. Yeah, it's some passive aggressive sexuality. Yes, it's kind it's of like, like that. It's like in there. Yeah. It's like I'm gonna shoot my shot by doing something for you that you didn't even ask for, and then I'm gonna be like waiting around for you. Like, yeah, uh, yeah you owe me now. Not, you know, so I got right. your ass on the in books, your mind, it's girl. Kind of like, well, I did this nice thing for you. Yeah, like, Whoa, I've seen that shit happen in real life. That shit is grotesque. Yes, it's it I, happens. It happens. I don't get it. A lot last year too. Yeah, <laughs> with I got, my events and just me in general. Yeah, you know, sharks in the water smell blood, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Fair yeah, rooms. I that's that's dope. The, the I love the idea of Crown Talk. Yes. I enjoyed the idea last yeah. year. I, I'm happy that you're doing it again. And I also saw. And um, let me know if I'm speaking too much. Mm. But Houston. Yeah, I'll have one in Houston too. Uh, right. Traveling with it. With, hmm? Say traveling with it. Cool. Yeah, I'm trying to. I, I plan on doing one in LA too this summer. Uh, and I'm going to do a Chicago one again in October. So if I can stick with Chicago for sure for now, like this year, next year, April, October, just like last year, um, I'll be good. If I, I wanted to do four last year, but I'm going to end up doing two. Uh, it just kind of made sense. But I want to do four this year. Um, I wanted to do one in LA last year, but I'm gonna get to do that this year. Um, but yeah, Houston, I'm collaborating with my girls, uh, Britt and Jess of Girl Time. Uh, they also do something um, alike, but uh, you know, not alike from what I'm doing. They're just about uh, kind of creating authenticity in in girl time, like girls' relationships and connecting with uh, mm-hmm. girls and just having like an honest open vulnerable experience and exchange they're the interpersonal to your business basically yes yes yeah. i'm very much so far more business oriented with you know my mission my goals my objectives um they're definitely about bringing women together and just having a really good experience and 
really having girl time and connecting and like opening up spaces and talking uh, and dialoguing and discussing, which is, which I connect with them on that. Like I'm here for a dialogue discussion. Anything that moves the you know the needle forward is yeah. what I'm on. But also too, I'm about I'm definitely about my coin and you know getting building my legacy because Crown Talk will be. Um, that's my legacy. Like I, you know, Musa with design and branding. I love all that, but Crown Talk is something that is way bigger than me. And yeah, way bigger than me. I, 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 women, especially black women, need to understand that. Need. I feel like black women utilize their power, but don't understand how powerful they are in a sense. Mm-hmm. And I, I say that. Let me explain that a little yeah. bit. Um. Y'all influence so much. You yes. create so much. Mm-hmm. You do so much. You bear so much. Mm-hmm. What I don't see from black women that I'm starting to see now is the fearlessness of utilizing that power for yourself. Mm-hmm. Black women, mm-hmm. they're using it for their children. They're using it for their men. They're using it for their employers. There's a change in that, though, happening. Yeah, and that's, that, yeah, that's what I'm speaking to. Mm-hmm. It's it's And it's really starting to change. And it's been happening... I really want to say in the last like three years, mm-hmm. it, it's it's kind of it's kind of came behind, because uh, entrepreneur, this whole entrepreneur lifestyle started popping like four four and a half years ago. Everybody really wanted to start working for themselves mm-hmm. or bargaining at their jobs, more yeah. vacation time, and all yeah. that. that started about four years ago black women really picking up and really going it and really spearheading it more than black men i feel like starting to last like about two and a half three years and i've enjoyed it because there's so many different black women that have that are having conversations similar to what you have in that crown talk mm-hmm. having yes. conversations similar to what's going on Absolutely. with uh your uh, girl's time because like i one of one of my ig crushes is uh the girl who runs black girl on own black mm-hmm. girl own or something i'm fucking it up <laughs> but no, I yeah like her whole thing is yeah. about you know channeling your energy uh cleaning your spirit building yourself up mm-hmm. having good relationships with other other women other black women more specifically and stuff like that and i see y'all out there really taking claiming y'all yes. land you know what i'm saying yeah. claiming everything that y'all have been giving everybody else yes yeah, and and this whole, you know, self-care really became a big thing and, like, turning in and really, like, how how are we doing? Like, and that's also, too, about... Those are the conversations that we have on, you know, Crown Talk, too, with the panel that I had last year and even this year. I'm sure it'll be that, too. It's like, how do you take care of yourself? Even with girl time and as we're developing, like, questions and subject matter for our panel in Houston, mm-hmm. it though you know, the self-care and, like, what are you doing to take care of yourself? How do you empower yourself? Like, what... What do you do? Like, what right. do you do to right. take care of yourself to get to your next level? How do you work with others? Like, how when do you know when to pull in other people? Like, because we we, we that's the thing with black women too is like these past few years, like there you know there has been that long stereotype that we don't get along. Uh, absolutely false. Like, I mean, there's there's always gonna be some bad apples in any group, right? Yeah. But for the most part, I run into supportive women. I run into cheerleaders. And that's like, and that's what I want to make sure people see too, is like, we support one another. Like, we all have our own lanes. Like, I I don't know a lot of, I, I personally, I do not know a lot of black women who are doing their thing that are like, really hating on anybody. Like, mm-hmm. 
anybody that's doing something like even if it's similar to yours like no one's gonna do it the way you do it even if it's similar like kind of have i have a lot of same, similar elements you know, but my I, don't, I don't feel like they, I, I i i there's always truth in stereotypes there is it can and, be something right right definitely that. and but like i'm flipping I, some shit on the tattoo too yeah definitely and i like i said i feel like all of these spaces that women like you are creating is allowing for this thing that I consider to be a truth to become a stereotype. Mm -hmm. And so growing up, seeing a bunch of black women, having a lot of black women friends, I personally didn't see a whole lot of support amongst black women. Correct. And in the last yes. couple of years, That's what I said. I'm seeing that dramatically That's what, that shift. Yeah, and now you're not even just saying it like you're fucking doing yeah, it. Like, you know what I'm saying? And that's fucking amazing. That's what I'm saying. Like these past few years, like it's really turned into sis. Like yeah, it's really sis. Like queen. It's Hell really yeah. an acknowledgement of seeing you, of seeing me in you, and you know you see, you see me in you as well too. It's like mm -hmm. this exchange. Like right. I know what you're going, and that that's also a big element of crime talk. It's like we know the shit we go through. We some of the discussions were about stereotypes, and even the Houston event that I'm doing with Girl Time, it's about misconceptions of being a boss, and the misconceptions revolve around stereotypes, mm -hmm. um, the amount of work and effort it goes into, the idea that you can't sleep until you die, things like these. Yeah, things that's are just the horrible. dumbest shit ever. All, talking about all the bullshit, like that's like that's gonna be a lot of the subject matter for the Houston event. That that is actually May 11th too. It's a Saturday. I was listening to a podcast and I have to do it better keeping up with names and titles uh, since I'm doing this now but I was listening to a podcast and it was a um, woman speaking and she said and this was kind of like about the pay gap and mm -hmm. women not being in certain spaces in the workplace she was like one of the biggest difference between women and men were men will see uh, a job opening and have less than 50% of the requirements for mm -hmm. that job and apply. And still apply. Women will have 80% of the qualifications and will not apply because they don't have 100% of it. I've and, done that. Right? I've done that. And I've... See, I applied for a... Art director's job over here at the high part mm -hmm. thing. Why? <laughs> Why? I have no curation experience, <laughs> no college degree, none of that. I shot that shot, though. You yeah, know what I'm saying? With, with women, well, some of it, too, is like just, for me, in my situation, it was always like fear, like, well, if I do go to the interview and I do get a job and then they want me to do it, and it's like, what? The memes wouldn't be like when you say you was proficient in Microsoft Excel and then you having that bitch fucking up on the computer and shit like that. That's what I fear. Right. What I used to fear like would be me. It's like, now... I think the stakes are different when you turn that lens on yourself. Because, for example, that situation where applying for a job that you're underqualified for or mostly qualified for as a woman, I, I like I just said why I would do it. It's like, oh, I don't want someone to like expect me to do all these things. And then like I said I could do them. No, I can't. Uh, that's me. But when it comes, when I turn that on me and it's like, okay, well, I like I said last year, like, I'm finding a venue, I'm getting sponsors, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm setting up, I'm doing all these things for something I've never done before. It's like, I'll figure it out. Like, right. it's different when you turn it on yourself and it ends up being like, your own, when you, when I see it as like, this is the only thing I got, like, I, all I have is this, I gotta do it. Mm. It's like, I have to survive. Like, 
And then also, too, I get really, really deep and in-depth. And I think the reason why I am doing where I'm at now and where I'm going is because of everyone that came before me. And once you recognize everyone that came before you and the sacrifices they made for you, yeah. you will you will get your shit together yeah. fast yeah. If, if you love and acknowledge that. Yeah. Because I I recently and I say recently, the past couple of years, uh, I had one of my aunt passed my aunt passed away and she was like the matriarch, she was like the mother, and I found out that she and one of my aunts who is now the oldest surviving uh, of of those eleven that I described. Um, and then also to my grandmother, whom I never met, I discovered that I think in the 60s, they were still in Alabama picking cotton as yeah. a job. Yeah. And when I understand and I rationalize that these women, these women, these three women were holding down. Sharecroppers. These three women were holding down this huge family with cotton in the 60s. Yeah. Like, once you start to wrap your head around the sacrifices. And I'm talking about the sacrifice my parents made. They didn't go places. Like, they never had babysitters. Like, they didn't do shit. So when I see them living their life now, I'm like, go. Y'all did so much. Go. Whatever you gotta do, go. I will try to pay for stuff later. I promise you. I promise you. I owe you so much. But if they have the means to go do stuff now and live their life with, you know, that does not involve me being present and whatever they're thinking, do it. Like, you guys have sacrificed so much. When you know where you come from and you know, and you fully embrace and know the acknowledge or the sacrifices your parents or family, whoever came before you made, you will do better. Like I, and that's what I mean. Like this is all I got. Like I, this yeah. is all I got. I can go back to corporate if I really needed to, wanted to, but I don't want to. This mm-hmm. is all I have. I, they did so much so I can create something bigger than me. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm tr- like they created opportunities and lanes for me. My parents moved to the suburbs. My dad went from dirty Alabama to dirty Southside, like Inglewood, to and then they got moved out here, like to to the West Suburbs. Mm-hmm. Like they did so much for me. Like I can't fail. Like I can't. Right. Like yeah. it's it's a That's it's not a burden I carry, but this is a strength I carry. Yeah. Like I have this behind me. Like, yeah. And it's our generation me. is finally in a position to start generational wealth. Yes. And I plan on doing yeah. that. I'm not playing with these people. Yeah. I'm not playing with nobody. There we go. Like, I'm there serious. There we go. I'm not playing. So, like, when I say Crown Talk is my legacy, Musa, I would love to take Musa on and, you know, really start to get other people in the positions and do the design and strategy. I'd love that because I'd love to turn most of my attention, if not all my attention, on Crown Talk, expos, conferences, seminars, you name it. Like, it's a whole thing. Like, it's That's bigger smooth. than me. That's so. fine. That's smooth. I'm uh I'm about to start reading the Superior Man. Um, I say that to say that as I continue to grow as a man and understand black women, mm-hmm. I'll let her come talk to your black women one day. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, and that's the thing too with Crown Talk is like I don't want people like men to think that they can't come or they can't be part of the conversation or the. I just don't want men to dominate the conversation. Yeah. That's the only thing. Like, I want people, I want men there. I want them to hear us. Learn. I want them Hell to learn, yeah. hear us, contribute, yeah. understand. That's Hell why yeah. I want everybody there. White men, like, if white men want to come, please come. Like, you need to hear this shit. Like, right. I want every, I would love to have you. Uh, right. I mean, I still haven't figured out my format for October, but I'd love to have you figure out a way to make it work. It is, oh, it will be at Blue Lacuna again, too. That's up. That's smooth. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, um, let me see. I'm trying to think. Is there anything else 
Done with the hit on and stuff like that. I love the crown talk. Love all of that. Fuck France and the cathedral. <laughs> uh, nah, I think I think that's no, it. I think, that I think um, you wanted to talk about yeah. and some. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was a cool thought. Ooh, look at you. <laughs> It was, it was. The Listen, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, y'all. Uh, go and grab these tickets. Yes. Man. April twenty eighth. By the time this will probably come out, the regular t- tickets will be on sale. Individual tickets are fifteen, and then there's a two for twenty five, and then at the door the tickets will be twenty. And if you can't go, gift them. Yeah, you could do that gift too. Em. But just let me know so I can actually appropriately gift them. <laughs> so, oh, okay, right. okay. Just let send me a comment or an email note on the, the ticket. So, but yeah, it's uh the link is for ts eventbrightcom or you can also go to crowntop.net and all the info is there. That's smooth. That's smooth. That's smooth. Um, do you want to drop your IG or anything? Or oh, cool? me personally, um, my Instagram is yes Adriana. Y e s s s a d r i a n n a, and then my Instagram for Crown Talk Collective is literally Crown Talk Collective, and then for Musa, my design, you can see all my designs and flyers and stuff. Uh, it is Musa Brand, M-U-S-A Brand. Right, right. So let me ask you a question about Musa before we go. Mm-hmm. Um, do do you work with all different type of levels of businesses? Mm-hmm. Is it small and uh, big, or it's just small entrepreneur uh, agency? I don't work with like corporate or anything like that. It okay. just doesn't happen. So small business entrepreneurs, startups, agencies, pretty much. Uh, more so people who are on the entrepreneurial effort type thing. Okay. So whether cool. that's small business or startup or freelance or whatever. Small, small, small. So if you uh, have a business and have a budget, uh, yeah. definitely Please right. Have a budget. Yeah. <laughs> Please know what you're willing to spend for things. Exactly. Like, at least have something in mind and we can discuss it. Right, right. Uh, definitely hit her up. Um, yeah. Brilliant mind, brilliant um, woman. Keep up with her. It's going to be lit. I, I can. <laughs> I can see. I'm hoping a crown talk is lit because you know com- complex con is coming. Mm-hmm. It is. I can see them sucking some of crown talk into really? that. I, I can see so. that. You better speak it into because existence. Put it's, in the universe. It's in the vein. It is in the vein in everything that's happening right now, and it's not too many things like that happening in the mm-hmm. city here. So yes. definitely keep going. It's not like I'm really trying to big up Chicago highlight our businesses as women of color bring people together create good vibes like my the events are a vibe like it's a little it's a little function it's a party like mm-hmm. it ain't no stiff networking event you network and it's like a social like and you can buy some shit and you can hear some good shit like I just like that mm-hmm. so Crown Talk is really an extension of like the energy that I have and want to bring to the table and that people do like I'm not gonna front like people like that my, my, my energy yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? right. so I'm just trying to create something bigger than me but also an extension of me so. so true so this has been another Cool Thought Podcast thank you for coming thank, thank you, you for sitting with me thank you for joining us um, I'm gonna see you again soon alright peace <laughs>